Some new rankings were released for some Alabama targets and commitments. Unfortunately, Jimmy and I are still both two and a half stars. Our Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him, Jimmy. The new rankings were out. I mean, just revised rankings. How about that? From uh, Bama Online or 24-7, they factor into y'all's considerations over there on the consensus at ON3, right. so they matter. Uh, if y'all hear a lot of background noise, I'm very, very sorry. I'm having to do this with my little uh, ear potty things, and um, I'm in a what do you call it? A sky zone? I can't even know the sky. Sky, not sky ball. What? What is it? It's a sky bar. Sky not bar. This. It's not sky, sky club. Sky club. Sky club. There we go. God, why yeah. could I not remember that? I know why I couldn't remember it because I drove from Alabama to DC to New York, and now I'm on Monday and and Tuesday, and now I'm flying back to Alabama, and it's Wednesday morning. That's why, because I can't remember anything. But it doesn't matter because I was super excited that. Uh, 24-7 updated their uh, recruits for 2024. And, man, Jimmy, I saw some really big news. Uh, For me, one of the biggest shocks of the whole thing, Jordan Ross from Vestavia is now, according to 24-7, the number 12 player in the country and a five-star, ahead of Perry Thompson, ahead of Dylan Stewart, who you guys have as number one player in the country. I just feel like, look, I'm not saying it's wrong. I just didn't see that coming. Yeah, I'm not saying it's wrong either. Uh, it's super interesting. Uh, I, 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 I certainly don't. I love this stuff. I mean, uh, that whenever anyone is the first to, to come out with such a bold uh, evaluation, I, I, I love it. It's a great example to people who uh, that might not understand even when discussing, and let's just use Jordan Ross as, as, a, as an example. Uh, first of all, he hadn't been to, to, to camp yet this summer. I think that's going to be big for him at, with Alabama. But I'm just using him as an example of the whole staff, the whole offensive and defensive staff at Alabama, Nick Saban, they can put Jordan Ross's highlights up on the screen and they watch and they discuss whether to offer with a kid like him, even though he's a five-star by, by 24-7, but with a kid like him, uh, there could be, you know, seven coaches in the room that that like, hey, look, I want to take him today. We should take him today. And three coaches in the room, it's like, we either got to see him in camp or he, he's just not good enough for us. I mean, these discussions happen in every recruiting meeting at every school. It's very rarely that a kid is so good, he's just cut and dried automatic take for anyone. Uh, there's just not a lot of kid amount of prospects that are out there. Um, so when 24-7 is the first to say we're giving Jordan Ross a fifth star, I think that's really cool. I, I, I think it's okay if other services like On3 want to keep him at four stars, aren't quite as sold uh, on him being that level of prospect, if that's the case. Uh, but who knows, maybe On3 is – as they take further looks, as more information comes in, uh, as 
he continues to attend camps. Those are those camps and combines that take place throughout the spring and summer, whether it's underclassmen, Under Armour, Nike, whatever, Elite 11, whatever camps going on, the seven-on-seven stuff, the seven-on-seven national tournaments. These are all used as evaluation tools by the services and by the schools uh, who get hold of the information and tape. And that's why these things are constantly updated and revised. Uh, Some people get confused as to why they ever get Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay don't do a big board a year ago and keep it the same all year. I mean, their their opinions change as information changes. These kids all change all the way through college. And that's why they have to be revised. And uh, new names emerge. uh, New kids emerge because kids get bigger, stronger, better, faster all the time. So, uh, you know, in terms of what kind of problem, I'm really high on Jordan Ross. Uh, I, I think ultimately he's going to be a, a, a big priority for Alabama. Alabama continues to recruit him. Alabama continues to remain in constant contact with him. They would just like to see him in camp this summer, as Alabama would like to with all of their prospects. Uh, five-star is a little surprising for me because he's sort of light. I mean, he's a pass rusher, Luke, but he probably weighs like 212 pounds right now. Now, he's going to get bigger. There's no question he's going to get bigger. Is he going to get Will Anderson bigger, Dallas Turner bigger? That's that's a long leap from where he's at, right? It's another 35 pounds of muscle and weight and mass. That's a lot. But the upside is there. I'm highly intrigued, but I'm not ready to say. Look who Alabama signed. Alabama signed three freaking five-star edge players in the last class. Three. Keon Keeley, Yonze Pierre, and Quay Rousseau, in my opinion, Luke, I don't think Jordan Ross is quite what they were one year ago. I don't think so. I think he's close, and I think he could get there. I would just like to see further development and further size myself, and I believe that's what Alabama would like to see too before, hey, you're you're a five-star, you're our top priority at the position. But but no doubt Alabama has uh, what I would call a significant interest in, in, in monitoring Jordan Ross. Even in, yes, the, even, you did. even in a sky club, even in a sky club. It really is. It's just comical. I think people think I do it on purpose. I just don't. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give you your, you know, free range. Anyway, um, so you're right about the weight. They've got him listed at 215. Um, and he's got offers from Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee, Florida, Florida State. Uh, I, I know Auburn is very high on him. Um, I'm curious what his interest in Alabama is. I, I think it's significant as well, just like you talked about Alabama's being significant in him. But um, you know, the one thing that's so interesting to me is he comes from Vestavia High School. And look, prospects come from all over. I mean, the, the, one of the top running backs in the country for 2025 is from Elba High School. But, you know, Vestavia, uh, having been around Birmingham for a long time, they didn't necessarily known for putting a ton of SEC prospects out there, even though they play in the biggest classification in Alabama. And they always have good teams. They have a history of, of winning. But it's, it seems like it's more of a, a team aspect than like a – certain individual stars and so i just i I can't name i can't name the last vestavia 
big time kid. I, I can't, I mean, I, I know someone out there can, and I'll go, Oh yeah, that guy, but yeah, no, this has been a hot minute. It, it, it has. And, but I, I think that's great. I mean, look, I, I want high school football in Alabama to thrive. So I think it's great that uh, they have a kid like this, I, but I'm like you. I mean, I was just a little surprised. I knew he was a hot name, but according to 24 seven, now he's the number one player in the state of Alabama. That that's a big deal. Jimmy, let you know, me, I, we're going to talk I, about I settled myself. It's a great subject. Let's tackle this uh, maybe next week. I, I haven't settled myself. It doesn't look my opinion is, but I haven't settled on who I think is the number one prospect in Alabama in this class. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not really adamant. I would go with Demarcus Riddick for right now, but I, I'm not convinced that that's ultimately going to be my answer. So it's, there's several kids, maybe six or eight that have an argument, but uh, I like Sterling Dixon and Perry Thompson who are committed to Alabama. I, I think it's fair that either one of those two might be number one, but uh well, let's I talk guess, about. I guess Rick. let's talk about where those guys land in the uh, in the new twenty four seven rankings. When I get done with FanDuel, FanDuel is bringing you this particular episode. We appreciate them so much. By the way, thanks for making us your first listen. If somebody apparently is like juggling pots and pans behind me, but um, FanDuel, uh, you know, you can't beat FanDuel. I'm here in New York right now, and I have seen FanDuel advertisements everywhere. They are a big deal. You want to get a, be a part of this. The tournament is heating up. It's right at the Sweet 16. You know this. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores. You can do exclusive bets. You can do player props. You can do money line, totals, whatever you want, straight up, everything. They got it. FanDuel. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at bigger payouts with same-game parlays. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. It really is interesting. Like, there's so many people just walking behind me. And um, Anyway. Which, which airport are you in? LaGuardia right now. You know what that means? The Guardia. I'm pretty sure I drank right there in that room. Although yeah. that's frankly not something uh, that, that means, I mean, there's, there's a lot of rooms that's happened in, but I, I believe that's say, what... that didn't really set them apart. <laughs> we haven't really narrowed it down, but yeah, I think I've had a few pre-flight treats so, there. So, um, uh, a guy that's committed to Alabama that apparently is, you know, flirted with Auburn to a degree uh, has been Perry Thompson. Um, he's committed wide receiver. He moves up to a five-star in the uh, 2024 class, according to 24-7. And I've been reading, uh, I've been reading reports from the Auburn sites and they're like, boy, they're, you know, Auburn's given him a lot to think about. Well, apparently Perry Thompson has come out and, uh, said something to the effect, I'm trying to find it. Uh, I just saw it a little minute ago uh, that like, uh, hey, I feel even stronger about my commitment to Alabama now than I ever have. So, I mean, hundred percent in an interview with on three, uh, he, he, inter- he, he, he said he's back hundred percent committed to Alabama. He's, he's going to look, he's going to visit Auburn. He's going to visit other places uh, in this new NIL type landscape. Uh, we never need to assume it's, 
someone's recruiting is over until signing day has come and, come and gone with them actually signing a legal document. Um, and, and you know, one thing about Perry being a five-star now 24 seven, and I don't necessarily disagree with that. I, I mean, I, I think I certainly can see that he's in the argument for that. And then the argument for the top overall prospect in Alabama. But what cracks me up is when Perry was a surprise commitment to Alabama last summer coming off of his uh, 10th grade season. Uh, and he commits to Alabama after a strong showing at Alabama's camp. Uh, and I remember some reaction from some people was that, you know, he wasn't ranked at the time. They hadn't heard of him at the time. He, he, he did he was a no star because he hadn't been evaluated by the services and he wasn't a top 10 player in Alabama. I mean, and, and people were like, like, well, what's Alabama doing taking the, and that's the thing about the recruiting process. It's a process. And, and he was really young. And right now the focus on rankings is the 2024 group. And, and if a 2025 kid commits to Alabama in the next few weeks, that might be somebody hadn't heard of or someone who's not ranked. And that's because the focus in the recruiting industry isn't on that group yet. And there's so many kids and the job is so vast. It's hard to focus on more than one class at a time. Uh, because the job is so big of ranking what amounts to every high school football player in America. There's thousands. Um, so uh, Perry Thompson is a five-star. Uh, I, I, I can buy it for sure. Well, and, you know, it's interesting. Perry Thompson, obviously a five-star now. Uh, I think that he'll probably get the, you know, some people can call it the Bamba bump or whatever, but if you've seen his highlight tape, he's, he's pretty awesome. Um, then next year, the next year, you have Ryan Williams, who's committed to Alabama, who, again, Auburn is pursuing heavily because his dad played at Auburn, all those things, and he's awesome. So uh, he'll be a five-star for sure. So Alabama could – the state of Alabama could produce two straight five-star wide receivers and Jalen Mbakwe, who's right there on the precipice of being a five-star. In fact, did they have him as a five-star too? Let me look here. Uh, they may have. Yeah, they do. They have him as a five-star at number 19. Now, he's listed as an athlete. He could play – uh, defensive back, but right now uh, Alabama has commitments from two five stars, and then Julian Sayan, who is the wide, uh, excuse me, the quarterback committed from Carlsbad, California, six one one ninety five. He's now the number thirty four player in the country. Uh, but I, I just found that interesting because a lot of people believe he's he's right there on the cusp of being a five star in his own right, and I think some one or two services may have him already a five star. And here's another thing, Jimmy Two. Two things really stuck out to me besides the Jordan Ross movement. Number one, Demarcus Riddick is not a five-star. He's number 42 player in the country. But I still feel very confident about the linebacker from Chilton County ending up in Alabama's class, even though he's committed to Georgia. And then Cameron Coleman, who I got to see at uh, the AHSA finals in basketball, who just showed me freakish athleticism on the basketball court. Um wide receiver from Phoenix city. He is now a five-star. And I, yeah. so I was just talking about Ryan Williams and uh, Perry Thompson. Well, shoot, Cameron Coleman and Jalen Mbakwe both could be considered. I think Cameron Coleman, definitely a wide receiver in who knows, but my God, that is a lot of talent out there. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, me personally, I covet Cam Coleman. Cool. I think he is going to be a star. I want him in this class. Another guy with a strong case is the number one prospect, as is Mbakwe. You know, Mbakwe was hurt uh, last season, and I think that's that's probably going to affect his rankings a little bit, you know, because he didn't really have a full season of production because he was injured. 
But uh, Cam Coleman, uh, I think, is is a big-time riser. Uh, to me, Cam is an absolute legit five-star because he has proven verified five-star measurables uh, at a recent camp where they measured the kids and he ran the 40. He ran like a true – Four four forty at at a great size, and and then you watch his tape, and you see he does have a high skill level uh, as a receiver at Central Phoenix City. Uh, put it this way: Central Phoenix City has produced a lot of receivers in recent years, like Justin Ross, like EJ Williams. Coleman's better than all of them, including Justin Ross, in my opinion. And a, a better prospect uh, who went to Clemson and was a big part of a national championship team as a freshman. I, I think Cam Coleman is an even better prospect at the same stage than Justin Ross. So, um, yeah, it, it, you know, six months ago, you looked at this 2024 group in Alabama and the state, and you're like, yeah, looks really average or maybe even a tick below average. But now, again, you give kid time for kids to grow and work or get bigger, get stronger, get a lot of tape out there. And now it's looking like a, a pretty strong year in Alabama, the top 10 prospects in Alabama are looking better and better all the time. Yeah, they are. And um, here's the thing. I I was trying to look through very quickly. By the way, Sterling Dixon, he's now the number 185 player in the country. I think he had a slight move backwards, I think, Um, which I find that to be a little strange because he's pretty awesome. Uh, By Uh the way, Auburn's pursuing him heavily, and a lot of the Auburn moderators believe they have a shot to flip him. So, um, I also think Jamarian Burnett, who is in the uh, top 153, he's number 153 in the country, he will probably commit to Auburn on Friday, it looks like, running back out of Andalusia. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. Hey, where is uh, – I'm a big fan of his, but this is why Alabama fans shouldn't panic. He's a real similar prospect in my mind, Luke, to Daniel Hill from Meridian, Mississippi, who's a running back. Uh I think I think Alabama's likely to end up with Daniel Hill. And I'm not saying it's so simple as Alabama's choosing Hill over Burnett, but that's kind of what's happening here. Well, I wonder um, – I'm going to look up where Daniel Hill is in the national rankings here in a second. But there's also Kevin Riley, who is a running back, who's listed just above – he's actually number 112 player in the country, uh, Tuscaloosa County in Northport. Do you know Alabama's interest there? Uh, Riley, and 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 if we're if we're projecting a, a, a signing class today, uh, I think Alabama takes two running backs in this group, and I would project them today to be Daniel Hill from Meridian and Kevin Riley from Tuscaloosa County. And one of the reasons, the many first of all, they're both great prospects, both kind of top one hundred guys to me. But uh, what they they'd be a great duo because they're so different. Daniel Hill's a big, physical, move the chains back. I mean, Derrick Henry's not a fair comp because Derrick Henry may be the greatest <laughs> big running back that's ever lived. Uh, but he, Daniel Hill like Derrick Henry. I mean, in terms of like he's approaching that size. Uh, and, and so that and and then Kevin Riley is a home run hitter. He's a speed guy. He he's a take the tall sweep, and he in and, and nine seconds later he's he's in the end zone. I mean he he is uh he can fly. So they'd be a really good thunder and lightning duo at running back. And that's what I'd project to have Daniel Hill and Kevin Riley. Uh, now the Burnett guy going to uh, Auburn, I think is a really good prospect. I think he would definitely be the best running back to sign with Auburn since Tank Bigsby. 
All right, Jimmy, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to still talk a little bit recruiting. I'm, I'm really digging this, so let's just stick on it. And tomorrow we'll probably have an episode and, and we'll deal more with Sweet 16 stuff. So um, let's go ahead and, and keep the recruiting talk talk going when we come back. I do realize for those watching on YouTube, it's just an awkward pause when I say we'll be right back. And then like we literally are right back. But um, mm-hmm. when I do the podcast, this is where I put the commercials in. So just bear with me if you're the first time watching this. Um, so, yeah, I looked up Daniel Hill really quickly. He is the number 201 player in the country. Out of Meridian, Mississippi, as you mentioned, they've got him listed as an athlete, 6'1", 220. So he actually weighs more than Jordan Ross, who we were talking about uh, yeah. just a little bit earlier. Um, yeah, Hill's, number one built, po- Hill's built like Jalen Milrow. I mean, he, he's just ripped up. And uh, well, you know, I, I think some people project him. This will remind you of the Derrick Henry stuff. I mean, I think Daniel Hill primarily plays running back at Meridian, but I think some people look at Daniel Hill and they're like, oh, he'll be a linebacker. He'll be an H-back. And we heard a lot of the same things about Derrick Henry when he came out, but Alabama likes Daniel Hill at running back. The kid wants to stay at running back. I think he'll stick at running back. You know, is he a four, three guy? Is he a, is he going to run for 80 yard touchdowns? Probably not. Uh, but what I think, what, what I see with him, I see his floor is, is Brian Robinson. I mean, to, well, me, to me, that's the floor with him. I mean, he'll be at least that good in my opinion. So he, he's definitely a take. He loves Alabama and, Meridian's really local to Tuscaloosa, too. You know, this I think I've told this before on this podcast, but when Derrick Henry was um, a freshman and all the talk from everybody was, you know, he'll eventually move to run linebacker. He'll eventually move to linebacker. He'll see that he's not a running back, blah, blah, blah. I remember we were playing Arkansas at home, and I was uh, very fortunate to be in somebody else's skybox, and they were talking to me. You know, they knew that. I kept up with recruiting, kept up with a lot of this stuff. This is before I had a podcast. And they were uh, asking me about Derrick Henry. And I said, yeah, I said, I'm, you know, I tried to be so smart. You know, I tried to outsmart the room because I'm honestly, because I'm a dumbass. But I said, uh, yeah, he's probably going to end up moving the linebacker. I mean, less than 48 seconds later, he takes 180 yards to the crib in mop-up duty. And they go, mm-hmm. that is one hell of a linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so you talked about, you know, last year's class. Last year's class was historic. I mean, it is – I mean, it's incredible. And I, this whole time, thought this year's class would be good, very good, like very strong and maybe even better all the way through, not quite as top-heavy. And while I guess I'm right because there aren't as many five-stars, boy, 2024 in the state of Alabama – is much better than I thought it was going to be now. Now, I'm only basing that on the fact that 24-7 has bumped up some guys. But I also feel like if they're seeing this in Jordan Ross, and now they've, um, you know, they've moved up Perry Thompson, I think some other people are going to see this. Sterling Dixon, I think, is going to end up getting a bump. I think Mbakwe, who is like in the top five or six on ESPN's ranking, he's going to continue to be seen as a five-star. Demarcus Riddick may eventually be a five-star. It's, it's going to be a pretty doggone sick class again. And I'll tell you something. The Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game this year looks to me to be like a can't-miss thing. I'm looking at Mississippi's got two five-stars. They've got Kamari and Franklin, uh, a defensive lineman, and Jamonta Waller, who Alabama is recruiting, 
Both of those guys are five stars. And then there's Jeffrey Rush, who's number 61 in the country. And then they have a bit of a drop-off to the next guy who's 144. Uh, and Daniel Hill, we talked about 201. But still, for Mississippi to have two five-stars, that's that's a pretty right. big deal, too. I'm super high on Daniel Hill. I know he's a 201, which which makes you a, a blue-chip prospect. If you're, if you're the literal 201st best prospect in the United States, you're a blue-chip prospect that's got a ton of of good offers and good opportunities i'm just saying i i see daniel hills much better than that i i see daniel hill as a as a top 100 player in my opinion uh I, I, he's 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 just extremely productive he checks every box i'm sure there's there's some question about his position ultimately and him in the rankings but uh i just see him as a straight up running back and and i see him as a, as a real good one uh probably more of a committee back than a guy give the ball to 25 times. Um, but in, in terms of a guy that's going to do the job you want him to do, move the pile, move the chains, convert every third and one, uh, I, I see him as incredibly valuable and, and a really good player, great in the in the clubhouse too. Uh, I agree with Luke that all the time I feel like this could be another number one class for Alabama if Alabama lands uh, a lot of its top targets. Um, because it's a good year in Alabama. The two kids Luke mentioned that are in Mississippi, the five stars, Alabama is heavily involved with both, particularly the lineman Franklin, Camarion Franklin. I think today I would project him signing with Alabama today. Uh, and, and, and he could go along with who I think is the best defensive lineman in Alabama, Jeremiah Beeman from uh, Parker in Birmingham, who's not a five-star, but, you know, Jeremiah Beeman uh, reminds me quite a bit of Quentin Williams, who was just a regular old four-star lineman from Birmingham. And, and that's how I see Beeman. And I think Beeman has Q Williams-type potential. Uh, so I, I'd be excited about landing Beeman to go along with the five-star Franklin. Uh, and and th this could be a great a great group. And it's built around the quarterback. It always is. And, and Julian Sayan uh, has a really strong chance to finish as high as I think as the number two quarterback prospect in this class nationally, uh, which is a really big deal. And uh, one exciting thing about Joy, and he continues to grow. I think when Alabama, I think this kid has grown like an inch and a half since he committed to Alabama. He's almost like a legitimate tall quarterback prospect now. Uh, he's on campus as we speak. Uh, he's at Alabama all week. This is his spring break. And this is how much of a gun spring break. He's from California. He's a quarterback. He could be in Padre South Padre Beach or Mexico or Panama City or wherever the cool kids in California go for spring break. And know where he is? Tuscaloosa. He wanted to come on his spring break, watch Alabama practice two or three times, sit in some quarterback meetings. Uh, that, that's that's just awesome. So, you know, every recruiting class is built around the quarterback. Join saying uh, who could commit to any program in the United States including Ohio State, uh, that, that, that's how good this kid is, and the class will be built around him. All right, buddy. That's going to do it for today's podcast. We will be back tomorrow with more. And until then, y'all hit that subscribe button, and we appreciate your time. Thanks for making us your first listen. Go to FanDuel and uh, roll time. Roll time.